you got to stand out. Yes. I've always been real estate agents that come to the door and we've sold houses ourselves before, like as vendors, same as you. Agents that A, look the part, but you want to become approachable. Yes. What is, you know, the most approachable thing you can see? Some funky socks from someone that they might judge us, us being agents. They judge us from the outside looking yes. in. He's serious. He's arrogant. He's this. And then I rock up with Gucci shoes, a custom suit, and I've got flying pigs on my socks. And they think this guy, you know, doesn't take himself too seriously. He's normal. So it normalizes it. It's an icebreaker and it, it uh, makes you normal. Josh Tesselin, I know you now for a few years. Yes. And um, I don't know, maybe the world has toughened me up that I don't call many people my friends. My circle is very little. Yes. And you definitely have a special place in my circle. And I'm not saying this for the camera. Yes. I actually truly mean it. Um, one thing I can't help myself when I talk to you, every time I see you, is your energy. I've yes. been talking about it from day one. I met <laughs> you when you, I met you the day you got fired. Yes. And even in front of thousand people in your conference, which I'm grateful to be invited to speak at, I said in front of thousand people, and, in, and also when I met you the first day that your old boss, you need to buy him a Rolex one day because he fired you. <laughs> because one day you're gonna thank him because yes. he did that. 100%. Today, Few years later, I think three years later, three years later. Going on three. Three years later, you have your own office. Yeah. You have extremely good, talented team yep. in your office. Correct. Amazing energy. Your, yours is not too far ahead of them because yep. the, the boys are phenomenal. True. They're writing big numbers. You have been number one real estate agent in every category, starting from Ray White, number one agent, starting from Rate My Agent, starting from realestate.com, starting from any award that anybody can put out there, <laughs> important or not important, you grab it. I've won it. Not for, not for your freaking looks. Yep. You win yep. because you're fucking extremely good at it. Yep. Year after year after year. Yep. There's no way to describe it but you're very fucking special because you, you know, when, when you do what you do, you're a normal human being in your own skin. You know, you want to cry at times, you yeah. know, you want to scream at times, you want to swear at times, you get tired, you know, you have issues like as a business owner yeah. from here to freaking CBD of Sydney. Correct. All of that, still number one. Still number one. Constantly. Every fucking year. Constantly. Yeah. There's no secret. I hate word secret, you know. Yeah. But what the fuck it is that makes Josh Teslin, Josh Teslin. What makes Josh Teslin, Josh Teslin? What oh, makes Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan? We all have a similar trait. Now I'm not Michael Jordan, however. But he's not Josh Teslin either. Not. He couldn't do what I do. He was. I reckon he would kick his ass. Fucking <laughs> We all want to be. People have money dials. People in their mind. They either do it for freedom, they either do it for convenience, they either do it because they want to be really rich, they really do it because they want to be really famous, or they want to do it because they want to be number one. I've always been number one in my own head. And yes. I've always said to myself, in this industry, awards, Ray White, I joined Ray White because they've got the most offices. 
I didn't join Ray Watt because they offered me the most money or they, I thought that they were necessarily the best brand. I wanted to test myself in a company that had more than 10,000 officers, mm. had big branding, were, they had good agents, and I knew if I came in and I tested myself against the best, money, as in comp. How do you win number one in Ray White? There's different categories. Yes, I could yes. have been number one in 10 categories. I did yes. the most auctions, I did the most listings, yes. I did the most sales. The coveted one was commission. And I thought to myself, if but, I can... But that's, that's really what matters as well, because that's how you really judge your results 100%. based on how much you make, How much right? money do you make? It, you know, it's, and we're in one of those industries, it's, it's crazy. Like, you don't ask a normal person how much do you make and compare yes. it to the next person. But in yes. real estate, it's like, how much do you write? Well, I wrote 7.36. How much did you write? I wrote five. So I wanted to test myself against the best, and I've always just wanted to be number one. I wanted to be the number one leader. I wanted to be the number one boss. I wanted to be the number one agent. Um, and I'm just, it ticks my head, I'll do anything uh, to achieve it. So, like a lot of people say, how did you get to Ray White number one, Josh? You know, what did, what did it take? Because there's some big players at Ray White. It's a, mate, 100%. Some players that have been around for many years. Man, there's, there's riders that, like our average sale price here, we're talking, man, one, one mil, 1 1.1, if you're lucky. Man, in some areas in the east, in Sydney. Five, six, five, six ten. Five, six, seven, ten, yeah. fourteen, fifteen. And they sell one house and they make fucking 300K. Man, I've got to sell 10 houses to make 300K. Yes, yes. So I think I wanted to test myself in that avenue. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people had good belief in me, but I'm one of those people where I will do anything. I won't sleep. I'll work late. I, uh, my full focus, I can't be the master of 10 things. I can only be the master of one. And the master for me is I want to be the best lister and the best seller. And I know that will equate to commission. I know that will equate to being number one. And I just, I will do anything. I'm hungry, I'm, I'm aggressive. I, I've got so many, I'm like a chameleon. I can do different things to different people. I can adapt to different situations. Um, but at the core of me, I just want to be the best. And why do I want to be the best? For myself, for my family, for my mom. I was never, as well, I'll tell you this. I was never. Um, By the way, I love your mom. She's the best. She's, she's a typical ethnic mom. Um, love your mom. She's, she's probably like your mom, you know? Reminds me yes. very much so. Very similar. So, like my mum growing up, she always wanted to have a boy. Yes. She said she would have had 10 kids. But she didn't end up having a boy. She ended up having a crazy fucking boy. <laughs> so she had, I had taught, my mum had two oldest, two girls to start. I got two older sisters, Natalie and Lauren. And they were very academic. Lauren was, you know, 99 in the HSE, the ATAR. Um, you got Natalie, who was HR manager for Etihad and Aeroplanes. And, and there was a Josh. There was, was me. And I never was good at school. I always chased girls and, you know, always didn't want to concentrate. And then I said to myself when I was young, I want to make my mum proud. And I, not that I was competing against my sisters. I love my sisters. We do different things. Um, but I just wanted to be the best. And then I wanted to be the best in real estate. And I knew that, like I was into when you're young, girls and you're into bodybuilding and you're into the gym and you want to look good. And I just gave up everything to be number one at real estate. And for the last nine years, it's been my complete and utter goal. And here we are. I think the difference in this stage now, everything is how you feel, not how yes, you look. Definitely. Because, you oh. know, you can, you can, the real estate agents that yep. look better than two of us hundred times. Oh, definitely. But they can't buy a pair of shoes. Can't buy one pair of shoes. So rather feel good. Yes. You know, you want to compliment, you want to feel good in your own skin and how you look and so on. Yep. But I think the way you feel nice, a massive difference. But point that I'm trying to make as well is your mindset is bulletproof. Yes. Kill or be killed. 
I always say to people, my brain, I feel like it's a glass of clean water. Yep. You put a little bit of dirt in clean water, you're not going to think straight. So straight I don't away. let anybody get close to my fucking little glass yep. of water because I need it to be clean. Yep. Because cleaner my glass of water is, better I am at anything that I do. I can make better decisions. I can be calm when I need to be. I can be yep. aggressive. Whatever situation is, nothing clouds my mind. Hundred. And your mind, because the reality is, you work stupid hours. The most ridiculous. So your mind is stronger than your body because yep. realistically, you should pass out every week. Every day. Every day. Yes. Because you work stupid hours. You don't know when you start. You don't know when you finish. I mean, I, I watch you on social media. You know, there, there's a times when you turn the lights off 2 a.m. Yes. Or, or, or ah. midnight and actually a few of your boys as well. Yeah. But the thing is, so your body tells you, Josh, let me fucking rest. Yep. I am dead. I can't go anymore. Yes. Your mind say, hey, fuck you, buddy. Yep. Get the fuck up. Yep. Go continue being number one. A hundred percent. How do you balance that? How do you balance it? Because that? most humans hit the point where, yep. you know what? I am done. Yep. A lot of agents and a lot of people mentally, they, they give up and they throw the towel in. I can tell you I push my body to limits. Like 2021, I sold 350 properties in a calendar year. Stupid. Almost a house a day. Unconditional. Done. Done deals. I remember the amount of negotiation, the amount of back and forth, the amount of rescissions. You wouldn't even remember half of your sellers how they look. If, they, if, if when you sell 350, if seller walks past you, hey, how are you going, Josh? You'd be like, hi. But <laughs> yes. Yep. Tell 100%. me who you are. A hundred percent. I push my body to a limit when I literally, during that break of Christmas, like I remember my last unconditional sale was the 30th to go 350. It would have killed me doing 349. So we hit the 350. And then during that period of time, during Christmas, I reckon I slept. I reckon I was awake two hours a day for 10 days. Like I was just, my body just went boom. I got yeah. sick. I, was, I couldn't yes. move out of bed. And I remember I said to myself, like, I know how to push myself to those limits. And then last year I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to go 300 again. 315 during 11 rate rises, during COVID shit. I said to myself, let's go 300 again. And I've set myself another target. Let's go 300 three years in a row. Ridiculous, ridiculous hours. Um, but I suppose how I do it is your will has got to be better than the want. Everyone wants to be the best, but you've got to, I would say it's 90% mental. We've all, you know, you can obviously, you drink alcohol, you'll feel shit the next day. You know, you drink bad foods, sorry, you eat bad foods for lunch, you're going to feel shit the next day. Um, you're not going to feel a bit sluggish. Everything I do is so calculated to how I can perform my best. Lots of water. I've given up alcohol this year. Um, my hours, like I'm finishing, I'm waking up maybe around nine o'clock, but I'm finishing at two, three o'clock in the morning, seven days a week. I so your hours are still crazy. My, eight, my hours are ridiculous, but it's not work. Like for you, my friend, coming to see us and uh, mingling with people and, you know. Uh, to me, nothing is work. Nothing is work. This is, we've got the greatest job on earth. Yes. We make truckloads of cash. We get to see people's lives change. We're not a doctor, but we're still, you know, changing lives and, you know, doing things which they couldn't do themselves. Um, so yeah, my mindset is bulletproof because I've been through so much when I was younger, through school and failure and back and forth. Nothing can break me. And when you're unbreakable, it's very easy when you're prepared to die to be the best and you're facing a vendor and they say no to you, a lot of people crumble and think this is the end of the world or they lose a listing. One listing doesn't matter to me. If I lost 50, I'd be concerned. But I, I just, as I said, I want to be number one that bad every day and I want to inspire the next generation that no one can beat me. Even I employ some people that are so fucking talented. Yes. 
but lazy. Lazy. Talent is really nothing. Nothing. If you don't give all of yourself to it. You can look good, you can smell good, you can have a great jawline, you can have a great body, you've got a lot of talent naturally, you can connect with people, but if you don't get up every day and you don't do the hours every day and you don't text message your database and you don't do the letterbox drops and you don't show up at the auction and you don't get the reduction and you don't do that a hundred times a week and then repeat that every month mm. and don't take holidays and don't see friends and don't see family, you won't be successful. Sa you, mate, you'll agree with this. Success is sacrifice. Mm. How much are you willing to lose and sacrifice to be the best? That's the difference. Not many people understand that. Josh, I just turned 44 and yeah. somebody said to me, Mill, do you have any kids? I said, I don't. He said, what have you sacrificed for you to be here today? Yeah. I said, the answer is what you just asked me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have kids. Yeah. He said, oh, what have you done then? I said, what I have created in every, in every surname, yep. Thessalon, in every surname, over a thousand years, there's going to be a fucking King Charles, yep. King, that's going to change his family for another 20 generations. Yep. So what I have made, maybe I'm just fucking crazy. I <laughs> made a sacrifice that for 100 generations after me, Jurassics yep. would be looked after. My nephew and two nieces and another kid coming. My brother's got three kids and one more coming. Yep. They'll look after forever. They're going to have a business they can walk into. Yep. More importantly, they can have somebody they can learn from. Obviously, they have their dad, which is my brother, extremely great builder yeah. and great dad. But I know I've changed directions. You know, I had three uncles that passed away, fam funerals they couldn't afford it. I can pay for it or, or yep. whatever it is. So, you know, but for me to say what I have fucking done, yep. sacrifices not just oh yeah work hard yeah and what else did you do you know i work 10 hours a day for how long five years try fucking 25 years so when somebody sees hey josh you got that nice porsche or bentley yep. Yep. but you see every fucking screw on that bentley there are probably times where you pissed blood oh. because you push yourself i have pissed blood i was throwing yep. up yep. i thought i had a fucking cancer because blood was coming out of my nose yep. why because i worked till i passed out i have i have slept on my desk because not because i wanted to just I would wake myself up by hitting my head on the desk. Yep. Sacrifices is unbelievable. So, when it, look, you had a best event this country has ever seen. Best real estate event ever. Yep. And there's so many other amazing events. Yes. You had extraordinary speakers. I have happened to be, you know, one of, of lucky people to be on the stage. But oh, you okay. had over 1,000 people. Yep. That you're still in your 20s. Yeah. 1,000 agents and some, I had about 20 odd people from, from my offices that you came did. to watch you. Yes. Over 1,000 people were looking up to you and everything you got to say. Yeah. And people came, not because just me or anybody else. Yeah. They came because Josh Tesselin conference. Yep. They came there. So impact that you made, but, you know, it's, it's um, quite often I use you to describe people you know, what it takes to be number one. Yep, 100%. And, and, but not many people can match it. And one of no. the things that you have, the, one of your qualities, you're happy for others. Oh. Like, me and you got nothing to do with each other in business. No. Zero. Zero. We don't, we don't, we don't make money out of each other, we don't work together, we are part of different brands, and I yes. reckon if I had a fucking office right in front <laughs> of you, me and you would probably go head to head and kill each other out there. 
but barely yes. because you're still so respectful of others. Of course. You know, which is which is amazing as well. You know, you've got a playing field. Um, uh, last 12 months market in Australia has been one of the most difficult markets oh, man. in the world. Crazy. You made your own market. Yep. Like I was really happy when you only saw three out of seven the other days. Yeah. It's funny that I'm that I'm happy for my friend that he didn't do that. Reason why I was happy because I knew that you're gonna be so angry to push it and get the job done the next minute. And I did nine out of nine. The you know time. what I mean? So, um, uh, but you know, I always say you know, every time we have something that is holding us back, then we push ourselves and we become even better. Yeah. In the challenging market, yeah, agents would sell one out of ten homes on auctions. Yep. You got a hundred percent clearance rate. Yep. In a market where there's no buyers, when the banks are harder on them, yep. when buyers can borrow less, yep. why? Why? I believe, look, the Sydney market and what happened with inflation and obviously the rate goes up, interest rate, they had it so long, they're almost free for so long, it had to go up at some stage, people's budgets came down. Now, I believe the way we got through that market, as you said, is we created our own market. We could have easily, and we had auctions, even a couple of weeks ago, I had eight auctions, I sold three. Now, sometimes at auction, you don't sell. Sometimes the reserve is too high. Sometimes that's the education vendors need. I think the, the one barrier for people in life, and I think this is in relationships, friendships, work, business, people don't want to have the crucial conversation. People don't want to talk to the buyer and say, guys, right now, it's not enough. You've got to be here. People hate the truth. People... Tom Panel says it beautifully. I can't shield, and it's what I say to most of my owners, I can't shield you with, I can't comfort you with lies to shield you from the truth. And the truth of it sometimes is the harsh reality, your property is not worth this anymore. Or buyer, if you don't pay this, you're just not gonna own the home, you're gonna just keep going back to open homes. So I believe during those tough periods and those tough months, um, mindset, we could have got down, I'm, a lot of agencies in this area, there's been six agencies that have closed whether or not that's my doing or the market's doing or a combination of both, I feel... Um, I, I think you're to blame partially. I, think <laughs> I definitely think, I think it's me. Um, but as I said, respectfully, I worked longer. I met more people. I had more conversations. I was more honest with owners. Yes, a lot of properties didn't sell, but a lot of properties did sell. And I think finding the core of why they're selling is the most important. Why are you selling? What do you need to sell? Where are you going? If you don't sell, can you see yourself living here for five to 10 more years? No, Josh, I don't like it here anymore. Okay, so right now, what you want and what you get are two different things, but what did you buy it for? I bought it for 500,000. And what are you selling it for? 1.2. So I understand you wanted 1.3 or 1.4, but you've got 1.2, you're still $700,000 in the green. You're up. I said, why would you risk trying for more? It's been on the market six to eight weeks. It's not getting more. This is the best offer you've got. Would you risk $700,000 profit and bet that on at a casino on red to try and get an extra hundred? Would you risk really $1.2 million that you got in your hand for $100,000? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I think a lot of agents got stuck in. I quoted you that and it's worth that. We, people need to understand as agents, we don't predict price. We influence price. Now, what we do as agents, we create urgency, we create competition, 
We market hard. We get as many buyers as we can to the home. We negotiate the best sale price to our ability. But you can't make $3 million property worth $1 million. Exactly. Or whatever, you know, it is what it is. It is, mate, that's the market. How I can influence it, I can give my soul, my, my energy, I can communicate with the vendor, I can give the buyer the best red carpet treatment you've ever had. Buyers set the market, not us. And a lot of agents get stuck, oh, it's worth that. Sometimes I quote a property 1.1 sells for 1.4. You can't predict shit like this. All I know as an agent, I have to support my vendor. I have to you know, get my buyer there on the day to bid. I've got to treat everyone respectfully. I've got to give them good energy. No one likes an agent. But also you have to create a market. And I think that's where you step in. 100%. Because you know you have buyer and seller, but you're the one that actually creates the market and the realistic value of the property. 100. Go for the kill. I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, I have one agent. He just touched over a million dollars in gross commission. Amazing. And he had a um, conversation with you about a month and so ago, Jason Yang. Yes, he did. Yes, he called me. Out of that, and he had a rate, about 50% auction rate. Okay. And since that conversation, true story. Yep. Um, he had about 13 or 14 auctions, 100% clearance rate. Wow. And thanks to you, that's his exactly. He said, one hour with Josh, change it. Crazy. Which is massive, you know. So, you know, I think what you just said about telling the truth yep. and people don't want to hear it yep. and people are scared to tell. People are scared of the reaction. But what's the worst that happens? I still go home at night. They don't take my car. No, the worst thing that happens, you lose a listing. They withdraw and there's another one coming. And you lose a listing and somebody else might grab it Man. and be stronger, educated than you and actually get a business. That's it. Difference between... Being a real estate agent and business owner, you're not a real estate agent anymore because you've got two jobs. I do. The reality is when you are a, you used to be an agent. Yes. You walk into office, you walk out, ah, oh, I'm just Josh Tesselin. Yes. One assistant. Yes. Behind my back, there's an army of people, <laughs> including your wife. 32 of them. Including your wife, including your mom. You've got real estate agents that demand tension. Yes. They're like, a lot of them, you have to be there friend, yep. the boss, the mentor, counsel, and I always say I need counseling myself Me after too. listening to your shit, guys. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You have to be everything, yes. problem solver, and you don't know everything. We, yep. we are like humans like them. And then you have to be a real estate agent. Yes. Two big different worlds. Yep. How do you compare your life today yep. than when you were alone with one employee? I, I, I much prefer the life I have now. I'll tell you why, and you would be the same. I get more enjoyment seeing my boys do well. I get more enjoyment, like Mark. Mark had no market share in Blacktown. Mark was doing 170k in GCI. Mark did 1.1 million last year. I look at Taylor. Taylor was riding about three, 400, maybe 500 in his best year. Taylor's going to write $2 million this year. I look at Luke, first year agent, mate, no experience, was working uh, as a, a pastor at one of the churches at the Hillsong Church in, in the hills. Mate, Luke did 785. I look at Alex Salomon. I, I think all, 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 you know, how much varying real estate agents do, you probably need him here to confess every day. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, we need the holy water as you walk in. <laughs> we, we need a cross in here. But man, as I said, I get more enjoyment seeing them do well. Um, my life has changed because I'm more of a mentor now. Yeah. And I've always been of the mentality, as a leader, I have to lead from the front. And that's my best leadership method. There's a lot of owners that sit back behind the desk and tell people what to do. I'd rather show you how to do it. If you lead by example. Man, look at this. In April, man, shit market, we still sold 41 unconditionally. A million dollars in commission. Single office. Single office. Not Last time. month, month before that, we did 58. So you think about it. 
Uh, we're, we're a, a small office, man. Go out there, we're like sardines. You can't move. We don't have any more desks for anyone else. Our receptionists, they're out there at the moment because we don't have any space. Um, but man, as I said, I, I lead from the front. I list 30 properties every month myself. I sell unconditionally 25. I write over $600,000 GCI every single month. I support the boys. Obviously, when leads come in, I can't take them all. I pass them on to the boys. Um, but I just encourage them to be better. You know, if one of them goes home at five o'clock or six o'clock, I say to them, guys, if you want to be a $400,000 agent, you walk out, pat you on the back. But if you want to sit here and sit at the table with my friends like Tom and Emil and all, my, all, all our good people in our circle, you've got to earn your seat at the table. Nobody, nobody gets a free seat. There's no not free a, seat. Not even a dinner table. i tell you interesting. My nephew is nine years old. Yep. He didn't want to go to school. <laughs> Sounds like me. I went and I picked him up. I said, you're going to work with uncle. Yep. You're going to go to school. You're going to earn your feet, buddy. Nine yep. years old. He was yep. sucky for two minutes. After that, I'll show you a video later. Yep. I took him to one of our developments. And I'm sweeping floors. They're nine years old. Wow. You got to earn your seat at the table. Man. And he always says, uncle, one day I'm going to have all of your cars and stuff. Yep, buddy. Earn it. Earn it. A hundred percent. Earn it. A hundred percent. And I feel like, as you said, Man, yesterday, before I went to a bigger market appraisal, Quakers Hill, big appraisal, 100% selling, up against four agents. As soon as I was about to get up, my nose, boom, blood everywhere. I had a white shirt covered in blood. I have Sophie there holding my back with an ice pack. My nose is pissing blood. <laughs> and Sophie goes, what's wrong? And I said to her, I said, I said, this is just my body's reaction. It's not liking the hours I'm doing. And I said, but you know what? I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to have a whole bottle of water. I said, I'm going to have an ice pack in the car, tape it to my neck. And I said, I'm going to this appraisal. It's 3.025%, signed it up, hits the market on Friday. <laughs> but people would have gone home like a pussy. I ain't no pussy. I go every day, I show up, dead, rain, shine, shine, I'm there. You know, I always say, I've never taken a sick day in my life. Neither. I have COVID twice. Yep. I won't say it on camera that I went to work <laughs> the entire time. i never taken a sick day. Because one thing that I always say to all my employees, if you take a sick day yep. and come to work healthy tomorrow, yep. you will never fucking sick at the first. 100%. You know, because if you're sick today, yep. tomorrow come half dead still, buddy. Otherwise, get back to fucking work. A lot of people, this is the thing with, high perf with, with anyone in life, everyone is chasing being a 10 every day. But they go from a 10 to a fucking 2, to an 8, to a 3, to a, to a 10, to a 1. I'm consistently a fucking 8. I'm good. Sometimes I'm not 100%, but I'm never shit. I'm always an eight every day. You get me on a good day, bad day, I'm always the same. My energy's high. My buyers are there. My fucking, my process is there. I'm sharp. If you put me out of work for one day, I, I'm doing listing appointments six to seven a day, I wouldn't be able to say the lines as confidently. I wouldn't be able to have the eye contact, the movement, the tonality up and down. People don't understand that. You've got to be always, when you're off, you're dead. You've got to be always on and moving and, as I said, uh, for me, I just don't want to stop because I've got this great train of momentum. And I remember, I'll tell you a story. My old principal, I won't name names, he said to me once... It doesn't exist anyway. doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. R.I.P. Brother, when I... One day, imagine this. You're, let's say, one of your sales agents. You're his boss. He writes 150K in a no-name office in a month. Great month, 150K. Fucking hell. Any agent would take that, Correct. Sometimes we would take that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. He looked at me dead in the eyes and he said, do you realize that this was a fluke? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you're just the flavor of the month. He knows, you know how sometimes there's specials and there's, you know, the flavor of the month and then it just dies off? He goes, that's you. 
He looked at me dead in the eyes and said, you're the flavour of the month. And I remember I was with Panal, he worked with me at the time, and I said, Panal, I said, how fucking dare he say this to me? And I said, I already have motivation like this, but my motivation has gone 100% through the roof because I will never have anyone say to me, you were just good one month and then shit. And ever since then, I've never, saw, I list, you'll know a statistic, in the last 42 months in real estate, what's that, fucking over four years, mm. I've never listed under 25 houses in one month. Every month. Jams, Febs, COVID, over 25 every month since that day. But think about it. Every small thing that happened to you in your life yes. made you who you are today. Without a doubt. I always say, you know, even, you know, I can, maybe because I'm a little bit older, I can see things from a different perspective. Even yes. when you got fired, Today, yep. you're looking at it as a great thing. The best. At, at that minute, when he, when he said to you, Josh, get out of my office, yep. leave your phone, a computer, yep. it's not a nice feeling. You're human, right? Yes. But looking at it, everything yes. happens for a reason. Him telling you your flavor for the month, yep. now you're telling him, I'm flavor every fucking month. I, mean, I am the fucking flavor. I am flavor. the fucking flavor. <laughs> I am the flavor, which is a big difference. So all of those things, when somebody says you can't do something, yep. I mean, one of the favorite people you know, that I love watching is Dana White, you know. Just, yes. Fucking say that again. What a guy. Say that again. Do you know what I mean? So, wow. you know, um, uh, Josh, Josh, you're going to have about another 10 quick questions for you. Absolutely. I love so you can answer them. them. On your own, I'm going to read them. But besides the questions, um, uh, I, I just fucking, you know, I, I love you, Josh. Yeah. I love you too. This sounds emotional like two guys, you know, but you're a good human. Man, you know what? You attract the people and you become around people that you're similar with. And as I said, man, we've got similar values, great young teams, and, and despite age, like people always say, you're so young, Josh, you're so fucking young. No, 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 you're not young. I'm you're 150 years old. I tell you, I said this to Tom today. Because you have so much experience in your life, you're man. not your age. Normal people have a job nine to five. Yes. They might do one, two tasks, they yes. might speak to three, four people, they don't have any stress, they don't employ people. Would you experience in a single day? Most no. people don't do two years. People do. So your age is, man, People do 30 sales a year and they, they make okay money. I do 30 sales a fucking month and I've done that for the last three years and in my career sold over 2,000 houses. So people don't understand my career and my knowledge in the industry is more than anyone because I'm doing it more, I'm meeting more people. But as you were saying before, like what happens to you in life shapes who you are. I'll share something with you. When, I don't really tell anyone this. When I was uh, 17 years of age, right? 17 years of age, I had, uh, I had a flu. And I, I went to my mum and I said, Mum, I've, um, I've got this lump on my neck. I said, and she goes, we should check it out. My auntie's a radiologist. So I went into the hospital and she did like the radio test. And she said, I swear to God, I, I remember they told my mum first. They said, we found a spot on his neck and all over his body. And my mum, in another room, started, my mum never screams, screaming her head off. How can this happen? No. They told my mum, it was a 99.99% chance I had lymphatic cancer throughout my whole body at 17 years of age, I swear to God. And I remember I said I hadn't even finished the HSE. I only did two exams for the HSE because I was on medical leave. I was literally for two, two to three weeks, people said to me that I literally had cancer throughout my body. I remember my mum was crying every day. My mum said that um, you know my son was going to die. Like there was a high chance I was going to die. And I remember I said to my mum, I said, mum, I'm 17 years of age. Um, but I feel like I've lived. And she goes, how could you have lived at 17? I said, what I've been through with you and my family. And I said, I'm okay to die, mum. I said, I've had a good 17 years. 
Fast forward two weeks later after hearing the diagnosis, it mimicked every symptom of lymphatic cancer. The worst stage you could ever see. At 17 years of age, and I had accepted I was gonna die. Mate, 17, all over my body. And then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm gonna try and fight this. I was going, I was on the way to chemotherapy, and then before you do chemotherapy, you've gotta to go to the sperm bank. So they said, if, if you do survive, and you ever wanna have kids, you've gotta to go to the sperm bank, and you've gotta save your sperm. 17-year-old kid, fucking hell. I was preparing myself, you know, to get a cup and fucking... <laughs> a bit awkward with my That's fucking... unbelievable, actually, don't know this. With story. my mum there, right? And I'm on the way to the, to the hospital to get the sperm bank and chemotherapy. And then we got a call from the doctor and he goes, Josh, urgently, he goes, come to my hospital, urgently. I'm thinking, fuck, it's got worse. Like, this is fucking it. And then I remember I was, um, I was there and the doctor said, you're the luckiest guy in, in the world. I said, what do you mean? He goes, the symptoms which you had of lymphatic cancer throughout your body, the tests, we phoned people in America, everyone said it's 100% positive. I had 50 blood tests a day. They go, it's mimicked the signs of glandular fever. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Josh, he goes, you got glandular fever? He goes, don't go to the sperm bank, don't do chemotherapy. He goes, you've got a second chance at life. He goes, these symptoms, it's never glandular fever. This specific um, protein was glandular fever. And I remember I sat there, and I remember I wrote a will. I went to the, I went to the solicitor, I wrote a will. I hope you fucking put me in your will today. Brother, the of the cars is mine, okay? Oh, <laughs> take the Bentley, brother. I remember I, I wrote a will. Oh. I had fucking $10,000 to my name. I had a Lancer that I owned for $8,000. And I remember I, my mum and everyone said, my son is going to die before he even got to 18. And then everything in life, I think back to that moment subconsciously, that nothing can break me. They told me I was going to fucking die, and I accepted it at 17. I'm now 28 years of age, fit as hell. Give it uh, to me. Give it to me. <laughs> you know, I had the worst diagnosis anyone could hear at 17. I never met my wife. I never had a kid, which I'm expecting now. I would have never owned the business, but I feel like I had a second chance at that point. Um, and here I am, you know, I take now, every day. Now you're giving a life to somebody else. Exactly. And I'll tell you one thing that is really interesting. I always say, Tom Panos, yes. mutual friend with Fire Open, said wood that's going to kill you is going to be fired. Yep. Money in life is not everything, right? no. but we don't want our families to stress. No, exactly. I said to all my employees, to specifically agents because they have ability to, to earn a lot. I always say to them, ones that have two kids, I always say, if you die today, yep. will your wife and your two sons be okay? If you die today, are, are they going to have a, you know, money for food in schools every day? Are they going to yep. go to good schools? Is yep. wife, wife going to be stressed about the mortgage? Correct. Or anything that she's got, you know? Yep. Um, uh, how would they live? Yep. If, if you're going to be stressful from heaven or hell, wherever the fuck you are, yep. if you're going to be stressed, well, do fucking something about it tomorrow. Work fucking harder. 100%. If I died 15 years ago, I would be angry with myself, looking people that I love from up there, because yes. I would probably leave them in the not nice place. Correct. Not that I want to die, not that I want families to be emotionally suffering. Yes. But if I fucking die, yep. at least they don't have to stress. Hundred. Mum and dad. I mean, I mean, you know, bad thing would be to lose a son or brother or whatever. Yes. But they're gonna be okay. They don't yes. have to stress in any way. At least that I can help. Financially, my friend, and that's why I do it as well. I look at my business and I think to myself, if I was to go down today, I've still got all my sales agents that are loyal, like brothers and like blood. They would still support the business. None of them would leave. I look at my mortgages, I look at all my assets that I've acquired over the years. If everything was sold, family will be okay. My family would be fine. And that makes me sleep well at night. And I tell you what's even bigger. We don't want you to go for another hundred fucking years. Yes. But one day you will die. For sure. And not many people, when they do die, leave a legacy. Correct. 
no person specifically in our industry there's no person that exists unless they're fucking so shit yep. that they don't know your name okay exactly now the good <laughs> thing about your name people love you yep respect you and competitors hate you my guts and that's fucking beautiful the best you're here i'm living rent free we're gonna hit you with the questions in the meantime thank you josh